Thunder Moneyball. I've been getting into uh, into like mixology of late. Yep. I am. Oh, really? Isn't it fun? Isn't yeah. it fun? You make you making some cocktails? I, I have not actually endeavored to uh, produce anything, but I have been learning, which is usually how I go about my obsessions. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I will be learning for a while, and then all of a sudden, I will drop a whole lot of money on gear and yep. alcohol and well, all of the things. Here's here. Okay, yeah. I'll say you'll probably drop a lot on all the types of things that you're going to want to mix together, but you don't have to drop a lot as far as shakers and. Uh, strainers no. and all that I, stuff. I found yeah. a, I found some stuff that I want to get. It's I'll probably spend about forty bucks. Uh, this makes me excited. The next time that we hang out, that's what we should do the entire time. No, I I agree. I'm gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm all in it. I'm all in, man. I I wanna I wanna do. It. I've been watching this guy a uh, couple of channels on YouTube. He educated Barfly. He's a little dry, mm. and he argues yeah. with this producer a little bit, and it's obnoxious. What's the guy that always spills everything all the time? Oh, dude, that guy is—he's so, my favorite. His name's Greg. <laughs> he's uh, so, yeah, how to he's drink? So funny. Yeah, he's really right. funny. But he's—it's so obnoxious because, like, they do the close-ups, and I'm like, he's intentionally spilling this. Like, <laughs> and you look at his hands, and you're like, why would you ever, ever pour anything like that? Like, you just. You said two like ounces, an and you put a whole ounce on your hand and on the ground. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, getting really into it, time. Uh, so what do we got on the docket? I guess, uh, uh, do we need to do some to a therapy circle here for um, uh, last Thursday's events? Because, man, those I'm were ready. Some, some emotionally draining moments for me. I know that for sure. I got a lot of... I could, we could just talk about all the things that made me cry or tear up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, <laughs> it's going to be hard not to do that again. Uh, thinking about it. I, when we, when we were chatting over the weekend, Victor, um, I told you, and I, I want to say it out loud here that I, I truly think that that evening is one of the most special evenings of, of, sports i've ever been a part of i i agree i yeah i just uh i was a little peeved honestly uh that tnt kind of i they didn't ruin the evening i know i told you guys they butchered it but i just it really bugged me because uh you know i really wanted that to be the focus of everything about basketball that night and clearly (laughs) clearly they had other stuff they needed to do and uh, in hindsight, they did a pretty good job of of showing everything and and um, and giving it its fair play. But man, every every moment from the beginning when they very first showed, showed Russ coming out and the announcing and the video and all, it was just in, in combination with all the other things we're going to talk about later. I seriously, I, there's not been another uh, an evening as completely special as that one for for me. I don't think. It's just um, tremendous, man. Well, first of all, everybody, welcome to uh, TMBP After Dark. Um, <laughs> this I've is the some, uh, special Monday edition. That's yeah, right. I've got some bourbon. Um, I don't know whether uh, Eddie's got some mead. Some mead. We're uh, like a real reflect. And Jeremy's just got his own uh, bubbling personality, and that's going to be. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, right now. I'm sipping on H2O, but I may be enjoying 
a special be- beverage later. We'll see. We'll see how the pod uh, goes. That's that's classic Jeremy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Vintage J. Parr right there. Oh, uh, yeah. We just wanted to still do a pod and make sure that we gave uh, due diligence to speaking about the return of Russell Westbrook and all the other crazy things that have happened since then. Mm-hmm. It's been only crazy things for Thunder basketball since that night, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we got a game tonight that we might bleed into with this, but that's okay. It's the uh, team yeah. rules. They've got no towns. I'm not uh, really concerned. Well, Apparently, they're a possible destination for uh, Dennis. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. That might be a good storing line. That's interesting. Well, I, mean, I don't you know. I'm not sure. The Lakers with no Anthony Davis and LeBron James, that didn't turn out very well for the Thunder. And I thought it was going to. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, in the I back mean, of my head, thought, uh, you know, this might, we're going to talk about it later. But anyway. That's always a gotcha, you know? Like the game where it was a trap sh- game. We should win, but we don't. Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just yeah, uh, for sure. It's, that kind that game was, and we'll talk about it later. But just just this one thing that game was kind of a perfect storm of events oh, to happen that caused the Thunder to lose. But anyway, I'll I'll talk yeah. about that later. Yeah. So Thursday, guys, I I don't know about you, but almost everything that I wanted to happen happened. They introduced. <laughs> They played the video at the exact time that I wanted them to play the video because some some uh, teams honor their former players after the first quarter, you know, but I'm really, really glad they did a pregame and it happened right before they introduced him and they introduced him the exact way he was introduced in Oklahoma City all those years. And that was really special. I mean, when the camera went to the crowd after Russell was introduced and the lights came up after the video, I mean, you could see the tears on people's faces in the crowd. I mean, it was yeah. just a really, really affecting thing. And not just for Thunder fans. I mean, the TNT guys really spoke pretty lovingly about Russell and Russell's time in Oklahoma City and the city appreciating Russell Westbrook and, and the great fan base that Oklahoma City has. I mean, Charles Barkley actually said, you know, you know, good for good for Oklahoma City. Like, it's those fans deserve a team that's competitive and fun to watch. I thought that was really cool that Charles Barkley said that. Yeah. Me too. And, yeah. And then and then Russell played well. I mean, he didn't hit the game winner thing in that scenario that I thought would have been kind of cool. But really, it was okay because the Thunder just absolutely dominated from start to finish. I, was, I didn't expect that to happen, honestly. It was the it, peak of our team of honestly the last two years, it felt like. It was the uh, best our team had played in a long time. <laughs> a real long time. It was amazing. I mean, they they were so fired up. They were so embracing that atmosphere, um, and it, it it was great. I mean, <laughs> the the crowd. I, I they didn't show it on TNT, and I kind of wish they would have. I understand why they didn't. But during the Thunder lineups, everyone said the Thunder lineups were just as loud as they were for Russell, and it was just kind of a message of like, we like our players here. We support our team here. Like this team belongs in Oklahoma City. Um, I, I, it was just really, really special from start to finish. And James played like crap. That was even better. Yeah, that was that's awesome. probably the better that's, evening. Yeah, that's I. I we could have lost, um, but if James would have still had the game that he had, and then we lost, I would have felt fine. <laughs> yeah, the way that Russell conducted himself, and and I didn't expect anything less. I really didn't. But the way that he 
conducted himself really showed the world that he truly loves Oklahoma City and he truly appreciates the time that he spent in Oklahoma City. I mean, he did all his normal pregame stuff that he used to do when when he played for the Thunder. That was in, when in I the first pro- started tearing up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's not in the true. pre, yeah, I was bawling yeah. like a baby the whole video. Like, the shoes, the, vi- in the, warm the video up was phenomenal. Man, the video was so good. J.E. Skeet said that was the best uh, tribute video he's ever seen from any uh, franchise honoring a former player. And I've se- I've yeah. watched a lot of them. I haven't watched all of them, obviously, but. I mean, I'm biased, of course, but it it was great. I mean, they did such a good job. They threw in little social media stuff. They threw in some funny interview stuff that's kind of turned into memes. Obviously, they th- threw in some you know great plays that brought the house down. Um, yeah, some it stuff was. From, it wasn't just about what was on the court, and I think that that yeah, is what makes it part. so special yeah. because that's ne- I mean, Russ was always great on the court, but that is not why he's so special to Oklahoma city. It's not, it, it's part of it and it definitely bolter, bolsters it, but he did so much for the city. I mean, it, there's, there's never been another, a, a bond as special between a player and a city as Oklahoma city has with Russell Westbrook. There just I isn't agree a hundred percent. Yeah. And I've said that on this podcast before. I, I mean, it's that bond is so special. And it will never be broken, <laughs> like never, ever. That That's going to exist forever as being one of the more important relationships between a player and a franchise, I believe. I I, I think it's it was it was evident. Um, and we talked about how this will probably end up actually being the statue that last time out before he came out of the game <laughs> um, when the, they were huddling up and he was just at the end of the bench by himself. Yeah. And you could feel the energy around him of the fans that just felt bad because he had never decided to give up on that game throughout the whole game. But it was so obvious that the rest of the team had. And you've, you felt awful for him. <laughs> but mm-hmm. also, we're like, well, that's what he does. He works real hard, and he's just going to need to cool down over here by himself now. Yeah. I really, yeah. I really was, did feel bad. I felt so bad for him in that moment. Yeah. Well, that that was the one downfall. You know, I said almost everything that I wanted to happen happened. That was the one downfall is, I mean, you know, Russ wanted to get that win so bad. Everyone wants to win in their return game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that made me, not only did the Rockets lose, but they, they got, as James Harden said, they got smacked, <laughs> you know? Um, and they knew it. I mean, the game was over after the first quarter. It really was. I think the Thunder put up 37 points in the first quarter. I think it's their best. To Gallo. He was yeah. out of his mind in the first quarter. Gallo, Gallo killed it. Shea killed it. Chris Paul killed it. I mean, everyone played well. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a, it was that a team effort. last Chris Paul play that nutmeg. Oh. oh, my gosh. Stop it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> He's like, take me out of the game. This is it. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> that was so great. He said post-game. Because Eric Horn asked him, like, what, what were you trying to do? Because Eric Horn tweeted that he was maybe saying, like, hey, this game's about Russ. You know, it's not about me. Like, calm down. And I was like, no, I don't think that's what he was doing. And Eric Horn asked him post game, and he said, like, I was tired. I was ready to come out. <laughs> that's what it was about. But really, it was like, it's over energy. That's what it was. Like, this is yeah. like, 
like mm. we're done with this. You know, let, let's let's go ahead and move on and, and get the bench in here. And he he <sighs> he fouled Russ to do it, and that was the last that they both played. They both were at the bench for the rest of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Russell said, "Did you, I'm sure you guys watched his uh, post game interview? Yeah, yeah. That we didn't know it was going to happen in the air." Russell said that the fans in Oklahoma City are the best fans in the world. And I'm not sure a player has ever said that about a team that he isn't currently playing for. You know what I mean? They they usually have to try to be diplomatic. And he really, like, there was no diplomacy And you don't expect that from him. So (laughs) that made me really happy because you know where you're going to get a candid, truthful statement all of the time. Um. And I was—I don't remember who I was talking. One of you guys I was talking to about how just the whole night there were all those rumors, like a, a week or so ago, that the Rockets were uh, <coughs> ha- at least saying that they were open to the idea of trading him. It was and rumored, I, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't think that's true. But in my head, now, when you watch that game and you just listen to him speak about the city. It's like, uh, if his contract is up, I would not be surprised of him trying to end his career and come back here in at least one bit. Like, he's like, how do I get back there and finish my career? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's likely. I, yeah, I, I yeah. really do. I will be shocked if he does not come back to Oklahoma City. I just, yeah. I mean, he's supposed, he may to, have another, he's supposed to be here, man. <laughs> yeah. He may have another stop after Houston. You know, I mean, when his contract with Houston runs its course and whatever Daryl Morey decides to do, you know, I guess we'll wait and see. He may have another stop after that. Cause I think he's probably got a good eight years left, you know, maybe, maybe seven, maybe eight. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't agree with you on that one, Jeremy. Um, how many years do you think he has left? Well, it's funny because in all of the thunder love that there was <clears throat> on Thursday, um, I happened to read a Royce young article that uh, I think he the title was like, does Russell Westbrook's game have a shelf life? And of course, I, I open it knowing that I might not like what I see in this. And it's true. I didn't really like it because, uh, you know, Royce made a lot of really uh, apt comparisons um, from uh, between Russ and some other greats that um, have not, or have been able to adapt their game as they've aged. And the two big ones that he made a comparison of were Vince Carter and Allen Iverson. And they're both, it's really funny because, I mean, in a lot of ways, he is uh, he is the exact uh, split between Vince Carter and Allen Iverson when they were young, uh, hyper-athletic, and also will do whatever it takes uh, to get to the hole and to to get a bucket and they've also gone in completely opposite directions you know Vince Carter is now the longest tenured NBA player of all time he's the first player that's ever played in four decades he's played for probably <laughs> 10 or more teams I, I seriously don't even know the total number of teams he's played with I mean on it I saw um uh Tiago Splitter so remember him yeah, oh my him. God. yeah. <laughs> he said today, he said today that when he was growing up, he had a poster of Vince Carter in his room. And then he got to the NBA and he played against Vince Carter. And he's retired now and he's coaching a game 
against Vince Carter. It's yep. like ridiculous <laughs> how long he's been in the league. And then you got someone yeah. on the opposite side of that coin, like Allen Iverson, that was a f- just, he took the NBA by storm when he was in his dominant years. But when he could no longer be that same dominant player, he washed out extremely quickly. And Russ brought up, or uh, Russ Royce brought up some numbers that showed that Russ unfortunately looks like he might be heading towards the Allen Iverson path, which makes me think that I think that if, if the Rockets end up keeping Russell for all four years, which I don't think that they're going to do, um, I think this is really his last big contract. I think that his next contract is probably going to be with Oklahoma city for maybe a season or two. And then I think that he's probably going to be done because I don't <clears throat> as, as, and Royce put it much more, uh, elegantly than, than I can, but you know, the, the reason that Russ is the reason that he plays the way he does is because of who he is. And if he changes that, he, who is he going to be? How is he going to play? You know, Russ is, you get, you take Russ for what he is and for however long that yeah. is, that's what it is. I don't know that I can see Russ becoming a spot up three point shooter coming off the bench. Um, <laughs> I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that even his post game like has a finite life. You know, he's he's small. He's not the reason he can beat guys that are smaller and or even bigger than him is because he's mean and he's got a lot of strength. And who's to say he's going to have that later in his career? So I say all of that. Uh, to explain why I disagree with you, Jeremy, but I, I do really feel like we're going to see Russell Westbrook in an Oklahoma city thunder Jersey sometime around the middle of this upcoming decade. And I really, really look forward to it. Um, not to uh, Bogart, the conversation here, but I wanted to ask you guys this question and I already, I already asked. Oh, yeah. This is going to be uh. a hard one. This is a tough question because <laughs> What we saw on Thursday was, in a lot of ways, a masterful performance by both Hall of Fame point guards that were on the court, and they're so very, very, very different than one another. And I wanted to know right now, if the trade were to come through right this second, would you trade Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook? Just straight up? Right this second. I've actually already considered this, my friend, and I actually had it in the back of my head. If the conversation veered that way, I was going to ask you two the same question. I got and my you. answer is... I sniped your question for <laughs> And my answer is, yes, I would do it. I love Russell that much. Uh, oh, man. And I, ha- I... I have a few like specific reasons other than... I love him that much, but I want to hear Victor's answer first. I, uh, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do the trade. Not yet. Because I think honestly, as much as I love Russell and want to support the team that he's playing on, I don't know that it, it fixes any problems that our team has. 
I think that the team is the longevity of the team is being serviced by our current roster. And I think I better like the idea of Twilight Russell coming in just to do just enough to produce enough for us to continue to win games, but not to be the focal point of the team. Yeah. I am. I, I'm in agreement with you, Victor. Yeah. I, I don't think I could make that trade right now. And it really hurts, man. Yep. It hurts so much <laughs> yeah. to acknowledge that. Um, the, th- the thing that I have always, and I, I've been talking about this since, 2011 when these when it was still the kids the kids in Oklahoma City um you know Russ I've I've seen the way Russ is played and I've always thought like man his game is not going to age very well <laughs> he's going to be really well, yeah. hard kind of hard to watch when he gets later if on could, and it'd be different if he was shooting really really well at this point in his career and we've seen not. him we've seen him make shots I mean he at his best he is an NBA average three-point shooter at his best. Yeah. So if he yeah. can figure out a way to become that more frequently and more consistently, he's still got, I think, an opportunity. But is he going to want to do that? You know, like, is he going to want to? I, first of all, can you even imagine Russell coming off the bench for any NBA team? Who, <laughs> what point guard is going to start ahead of Russell Westbrook? Like, there's no one in the league that would start ahead of him that he would allow it to happen. I really don't think so. Um, but I want to I want to hear what you have to say, Jeremy. But um, I just yeah. I wanted to say like, uh, as it currently stands, I think that the team is playing in such a way that is so fresh and refreshing that is so different than all of the years that we had with Russ. Um, it's not so much about what happens this season. It is really what happens going forward. And I think that it is the best thing that's happened to the Thunder to have Chris Paul mentor a bunch of these young guys. Can you think about the sentence that just came out of your face? And if you'd have thought you'd have said that. I'm on record on this show. I'm on record on this show completely hating all over Chris Paul. I am on record on Twitter of telling telling the whole world that he is not a champion, that he is not as good as everyone thinks he is. I'm on record of always saying that Rajon Rondo was a better point guard. And I I have to say that now that I've I've been forced to watch him, I am completely and totally wrong about all of those things. Chris Paul is legitimately the best point guard of this entire generation. And I say that God, I say that only because I don't necessarily throw Russell into that, that exact point guard conversation. Um, Yeah. And there there are other players too. There are other players too that I don't throw. Just like I wouldn't say that Steph Curry is the best point guard. Exactly. Yeah. Steph Curry is a shooter. Score. Um, But yeah, go, I I could keep talking about this and there's something else I want to say, but I want to hear what you have to say about that, Jeremy. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think that the trade needed to happen for the future of the team. I mean, I, I think we can all agree with that. I mean, the main reason it needed to happen was was Russell had felt that his time in Oklahoma City had run its course after the Paul George trade. So he talked to Sam and they and they worked it out. And it was very amicable. You know, it was a split that 
both sides were in agreement that it needed to happen for the future of Russell Westbrook as a basketball player, but also the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, as a franchise. And also, I would do the trade, but I'm not, I don't necessarily think the team would be better with Russell Westbrook on the Thunder versus Chris Paul. In fact, if you look at the numbers and you kind of envision in your head what their sets would look like and how the team would play, they might be worse. I think they would still be a good team, but they might be worse. However, I would like to see, because Shea and Chris Paul are really, really similar players. That is very it's true. Yeah, it's actually yeah. kind of fascinating. And and that's a good thing in many respects because Shea can can learn from Chris Paul and, and he is. You can already tell. Like it, we're watching like every single game this season. You can see Shea's development. You can see him kind of picking up on the little tricks that Chris Paul does. And, you know, developing, you know, a mid range shooting game and and all that kind of stuff. So I would be interested to see this team with with Russell Westbrook because I feel like you've got hot and cold with Russ and Shea on the court. Like Shea is a completely different player than Russ. So I feel like the the sets that they run, it could be really interesting to use more weapons, you know, versus the same kind of weapon with uh, CP3 and Shea. So there's there's that aspect of it for sure. Um, plus, Russ has never played, well, he, he is this year, obviously, in Houston, but he's never played with a shooter like uh, Gallinari. So I would have really liked to see how that played out too, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, all in all, I, I think their record would probably be about the same as it is now, maybe a couple games more in the loss column. But I do think it's better for the team that Chris Paul's on the team. However, I just care, and we've already spoke to it on this episode, I just care so much about the relationship between Oklahoma City and Russell that I, I would do the trade. I, I would want to see him back in a Thunder uniform. Yeah, it, that brings a different angle to it that I hadn't really thought. If Russell was the one that wanted to do this, uh, that would that would change my answer. Because if it came from Russell, oh yeah, he gets what he wants. Mm-hmm. He is he is Russell. He, if he wants to come back, he can come back. That's just how it is. I don't care who he wants to be traded for. He's coming back. You know, he wore that he wore that shirt to the game. A really cool shirt and really cool gesture by him that kind of honored his time in Oklahoma City. And on the front, it said, no regrets. Um, zero regrets. That being, oh, yeah, sorry. Z- zero regrets. <laughs> yeah. No regrets. Zero regrets. Um, that being said, do you think there's a part of Russell that that at least wonders what it would be like if he had said, nah, Sam, keep me here. Like, let, let's let's try it with this roster. Do you think there's a part of Russell that, that really kind of is just curious about what would have happened? I, I'm not sure that Russell knows the words of what if. He knows why not. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, he knows which why is, not. Which is the opposite. It's the exactly. exact opposite. And I think that, that, that is, that's just who he is. I don't think that... I don't think that he is wondering what if. I mean, if he was wondering what if about leaving after the last season, it. how many other yeah. what ifs, man? I, the Thunder of the 2010s are the what if of all of all time in NBA yeah. history. So why, yeah. if if he's going to wonder about something, why not wonder about what if Clay Bennett had decided to give five more million dollars to James Harden? 
Or what if I gotta mm-hmm. let you guys know what if we had beaten the Warriors in game six, you know? Like that where what? I'm recording is a bookshelf that contains a book called What If by Randall Monroe. And I just <laughs> like looked up. <laughs> wow. I love it when stuff like that happens. It's really pretty amazing. When a word pops in your head and then you're having a conversation with someone and then they immediately say that word in a sentence, it's crazy. Sorry, um, go ahead, Eddie. Well, I <laughs> I've finished my mead now, so um, <laughs> it's getting a little little fuzzy here to remember my yeah. train of thought. But I wanted to point out that um, thinking about Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul and how the Oklahoma City Thunder and, and funny enough, the Houston Rockets are now kind of the only two uh, organizations and fan bases that have had the privilege of seeing... Uh, both of these players on their team at at different times, it it got me to thinking like, I think that there has never been a more fascinating trade in the history of the NBA, perhaps in the history of sports. Although I can't definitively say that because I don't know enough about all the other professional sports, but I can't think of another time in the NBA where two bona fide first ballot record-breaking Hall of Fame point guards have been swapped almost straight up um, on two different teams and where both of those point guards are like the the two endpoints of the spectrum graph of, of types of point guard players in, in basketball. They play... Yeah, that, w- that they would are, have been they like are, Allen Iverson. They are yin and yang. It is yeah, like Allen Iverson and Jason Kidd. That's what that would exactly. Have been like. It w- it would have been. I, I don't think I've ever. I, I don't think I've ever seen another thing like that. It is completely and totally fascinating to me that this trade even happened. And I, I I told Victor I think that the only reason that this trade even did happen because it really doesn't make any sense when you think about it uh, was is because Russell wanted to play with James and because Houston was a little disappointed after two. Uh, non-successful seasons uh, by their standard or their definition with Chris Paul. Because when you really look at it, Chris Paul is the point guard for Houston Rockets. He, that is his game is exactly the way that Houston wants to play basketball. It makes no sense for them to have Russell Westbrook on their roster. He is the exact opposite of the way they want to play. He is inefficient and he's a volume uh, usage (laughs) guy. And he, I mean, he, they made it, evidently clear uh, during the game that he he has completely changed the way they play just by moving the pace. I mean, they went from, what was it, 27th or 28th in the league last year in pace all the way up to second with Russell. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Like, go ahead. Can I do a sidebar? Sidebar. I am 100% positive that the reason that Chris Paul is having a resurgence is because I feel like Houston was not letting him shoot that free throw line jumper. They were not excited about any type of mid-range shots. It was either to the rim or shoot the three. And now Chris Paul is just playing the game that he knows and thriving. Like, not like having a good year, thriving. (laughs) Like, he's doing, he is getting exactly what he wants almost every time he has the ball. He's playing with a a mastery of basketball that I think I've only ever seen LeBron play where yeah. you can literally control from the moment the tip like you you have molded the game 
to be the way you want it to look by the end of the game. Molded by it. When he when he can sit sit out there and take two shots in the first three quarters and then come in. I mean, he's just he's watching the game, he's analyzing, and then at the fourth quarter, he's like, "All right, here's what I here's what I have to do for the team to win," and he goes and does it <laughs> on mm-hmm. most nights. You know, we have a, a it's, it's pretty a winning great. record that we may or may not have had uh, at this point last year, or if we were not the same way this year. And it's because he's able to do what he wants to do. So he does have that freedom. I totally agree with you, Victor, on that. Yeah. Well, also, you know, the Chris Paul conversation, Houston versus Oklahoma City, he's in charge in Oklahoma City. And yeah, he, he was true. He it's wasn't true. in charge in Houston. That's true. I mean, true. really, that was James Harden's team. And, and the, the team was going to play, I mean, similar to Russell in Oklahoma City after Kevin left, Chris the team was going to play how James dictated really. I mean, how he, not with his words, but with what he does and what his strengths are on the court. And, and really, I don't think Chris Paul fits into that very well. Nope. So, so I think this is in Oklahoma city. He has a much better situation in front of him than he did in Houston. And that's probably why he is happier. And that's probably why the team that he's on is flourishing. And, He's probably the best leader in the NBA this season. I, and I think say. it goes without saying that Chris Paul being in charge looks so much different than Russell being in charge because Chris Paul being in charge means, all right, what is the game plan, coach? Yeah. <laughs> Let's execute yeah. that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that it's, it's been good for a lot of people. And it's been real good for Billy Donovan. Oh, yeah. So, oh, Chris yeah. Paul may have saved Billy Donovan's NBA coaching cr- career. It's Maybe. true. That's a it's, very good it's point. It's true. It's not outside of the realm of possibility that Billy Donovan could win Coach of the Year this year. And that is insane. I, I actually, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that he's going to. I don't know That's who, nuts. Who, else he would, who, who else would get it. I mean, uh, who won it last year? Wasn't it Budenholzer or was it... Um, no, it was a uh, Nick Nurse. Nick yeah, Nurse. Nick Nurse. Nick yeah, Nurse Nick has Nurse has as much of a shot as Billy Donovan does this year. But by the sheer fact of him winning it last year, makes me think they're not going to give it to him again. Yeah, I I think Billy's yeah. got. Uh, I mean, he it's his to lose at this point. I really think that. I don't I don't see another team that could that could um that could get that. I just don't. Yeah. Um, you know, we should look up uh, for a stat for a next pod of uh, what's the least amount of wins that a coach of the year has ha- gotten. Oh, yeah, that would be fun, actually. The coach of the year award see. is so silly anyway, though, because how many times, yeah. even within the last five or six years, have the coach, the reigning coach of the year been fired? Like, right. <laughs> Dwayne Casey was fired. Uh, George Carl was fired uh, way back when, after he won coach of the year with the Nuggets. Like, I don't know, man. It just seems like dangerous territory, honestly. I think it's, it's better like if you're on a rebuilding curse. team like this. <laughs> if if you I think you get fired when you have expectations. And maybe maybe Billy doesn't even if he wins it this year, he's not gonna no one has expectations for the Thunder to win a championship. You know, no one outside yeah. of that locker room at least. And my heart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, my our hearts do, without a doubt. You know, you were talking about the trade, uh Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. It, it is fascinating. It really is. Uh, another one that I think is equally as fascinating, but it is it 
is yet to be written, you know, how it will play out as Luca for Trey on uh, draft night. That is, I think that, that is very true. I mean, because that trade completely changed both franchises for the next <laughs> ten, 10 years, probably. You know, I think both franchises would have completely different paths if if they had not done that trade. Uh, yeah. So that that one will be really fun to see how it ages, I think. You you and I are a little bit different on how we view that trade, I think. I, I, I'm not. I want Luca. I'm, I want Luca. I, th- I don't care that Trey Young can score and all that. I, Luca is a better player, I think. Well, I don't disagree with you on that front, but like if Luca were playing for the Atlanta Hawks, I do not think that they would be as good as the Mavericks are this season. Well, that's well, that's a good point too, you know. And, I mean, I in the same, I think I could say for Trey playing with Dallas, I don't think they'd be as good. Who um, initiated that trade? Did Dallas initiate that trade? Dallas wanted Luca and so Atlanta took Luca and they, okay. they got the trade to get um Trey. Dallas okay. has been wanting Luca. Dallas is the only team, not the only team, but they were the the like main suitor of Luca for a long time. No, well, I, I don't just think, think many that... NBA player any and any many NBA people were as high on Luca as everyone is now. It's it's really a, a sad thing. Everyone well, is eating there, crow. There, <laughs> but there was a there, there was a handful of people, and I think that it's just having good scouts. They're like, I don't think you guys understand. This kid has been playing professionally for four years already. <laughs> like mm-hmm. in my brain, I'm like, this adds up well. And like, I don't know. I feel like if you got the right eye for it, then that I know was Sam Presti was, was watching him because Sam yeah, oh, watches yeah, exactly. everything. But no, I you know, we'll see what that one ends up being. Um, as of right this second, neither of those players are Hall of Fame yet, but. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's very far off for Luca, and if Trey continues to play this way, I don't think it's super far off for him either. But, um, um, guys, I see, Atlanta. Go ahead, oh, go ahead. No, you you want to go ahead? <laughs> well, I think with with Trey, it it is largely dependent on what Atlanta can do to build around him. You know, and it's it's very clear. It's been reported wildly that um they're interested in bringing in uh, a quality center that can score a la andre drummond or stephen adams so i think that will be interesting for trey and if they aren't able to build around him i mean he's going to do what all nba players do he's going to want to go somewhere where he has a better opportunity to win come home <laughs> hey you can play for the thunder i'd be okay with that come home it'd be a very different kind of team <laughs> yeah I mean, he I have Trey, a, is, Trey is basically Steph Curry 2.0. Yeah. Um, with a little bit of Damian Lillard in there, um, which is very, yeah, that's very, that's a very different kind of point guard than Luca for sure. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's better than Steph was when Steph was his age. Oh, you know what sure, I mean? For sure. Absolutely. Yep, I mean, it's true. So you're I'm saying he needs to break his Steph. ankle off a couple times so he can get even better. <laughs> Maybe so. Not, not now though. Cause he's on your fantasy team, right? Yeah, whatever, dude. My team is. is <laughs> all I got to do is stay ahead of Seth right now. That's fine. He's got to be. In the I have playoffs. a. I have one more thing to say on our first topic that will transition nicely to our second topic. Okay, mm-hmm. you nice. guys, I, I like think, a nice yeah. gooey transition. That's okay. what I was going to say. Is I'm chomping at the bit for the next thing. <laughs> well, I mentioned that 
pretty much everything that I wanted to happen happened on Thursday night. But the number <laughs> one thing, the number one thing that I wanted to happen was that Russell felt loved. And he go. did. Without a doubt, he felt very, very loved. And the Thunder crowd did exactly what I knew they would do. And they, they showered him with love. And he deserves it. He deserves that love from that fan base for everything that he's done for the team and for the community, his 11 years uh, in Oklahoma City. Um, and it was, it was phenomenal. Yep. Now, Russell, Russell may never win a championship. I believe that he will not win a championship this year. And who knows, maybe this, this Rockets team is his, is his last chance to win a championship. I don't think that's true, but it might be. I, I, I just don't think the Rockets could beat the Clippers or the Lakers and maybe not even the Jazz or the Nuggets. I, I guess time will tell. But the love that Russell received from that fan base on Thursday night, he experienced something that very, very, very few NBA players will ever experience in in their career. Very, very few players are loved and respected and revered at that high of a level that Oklahoma City respects and loves Russell Westbrook. And I think that's really, really special. And if he does retire here in a, in a few years and he still doesn't have a ring, he can he can know that that is true. And he, he can know that that fan base will love him forever and he will forever be etched in, in their history. And I can tell you someone that has won some championships but will never, ever be loved as much as Russell is loved by Oklahoma City. And that man's name is Kevin Durant. And he knows it because of his shenanigans on social media, on Twitter, on Thursday night during the game. That is proof that he knows it. Yep. He's a broken uh, Just so man. everyone knows, just so everyone knows, uh, before the game, Jeremy was asking us whether or not, or he was just stating, he goes, I bet Kevin watches the game and feels <laughs> awful about himself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy was spot on. <laughs> it's very clear. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kevin, at this point, we can read him like a book. We know what we know what he's thinking. I just think that I'm really glad that Perk uh, kind of opened up this can of worms because I mm -hmm. really feel like that we are building a Greek myth right here <laughs> of two opposite types of people that both that honestly, I don't know that they want the same thing, but one lived his life in a virtuous and true way and gained what the other one was striving for his entire life. Yep. It's like a proverb. It's, ex it's, it's, it's art, man. <laughs> it is, it is art imitating life. Uh, man. Because um, Russell did so much the opposite that Kevin did. Because when we found out later on, that it was Russell first before Paul George that said, Hey, I think I want out. And this is really what I want. Um, find a way to get me to Houston and then we'll make everything work. And then he's like, Hey Paul, I'm going to be gone. You should find your way out and do what you want to do. <laughs> All in such a hush hush way that drew new it, that drew no attention to our team whatsoever. And he did the best he could to set us up for some type of success. 
which is the exact opposite of what Kevin did. <laughs> yeah. Twice. <laughs> hey, what so, you just said, Victor, that's not true, is it? Yeah. Russell didn't Russell didn't yeah. go to Stan yeah. and say that he wanted to be traded before Paul. Yeah. He did. He, he did. did. What? It came yep. out later, yeah. When did you guys read that? I, mean, I have never heard anyone say that. Many, before. many months ago I read it, but it yeah. has I think become common well, not common, but accepted wisdom that mm-hmm. that's pretty much how it went down. Um I mean to be fair, I think that both of those guys wanted out after the season, but uh, you know, I, I would like to give Paul the benefit of the doubt and um think that he allowed or he wanted to be gracious and wait for and defer to Russell to make a decision exactly. before he made his decision. I mean, clearly we've all, we've all, it's come to come to knowledge now that Kawhi has been wanting to play with Paul George for a long time. So Paul probably always knew that that was an opportunity that, for him, but um, I would like to believe that if Russell had decided and, and went to Paul and said, Hey, let's give it one more shot that, those two guys would still be in Oklahoma city. Um, and I, 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 I don't, I'm not, I don't doubt that Russell wanted to leave one bit. All it takes is just seeing them. I mean, it's why I think that that, that pose of him is the statue as hard as it is. It's that that is the, that is the pose of a man who has just given every single ounce that he can possibly give. And, whether it's meant, whether it's come up successful or not, is almost irrelevant. He has done it. He has done what he set out to do. And I have to just understand that, you know, if you're Russell Westbrook and you've just done that and you're going to be 31 and you know that your, your body is probably not going to let you do this much longer, like, I think it's time for a change. And I don't, and this, this is, this is, this is the this is the kicker right here because he he made that decision and he did all of the back channel stuff to keep it hush hush, which allowed the Thunder to become the wealthiest rebuilding team in NBA history by a long shot, uh, and also to get back a Hall of Fame point guard that will lead them to the playoffs just like they did the years before, and he did all of that because he cared so much about the city. I was going to say, it's at, like the definition of love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh, man. He just, uh, it's just so completely the opposite of what Kevin Durant did. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. just, I, I can't even think of, of how differently to put it. You know, what, what Kevin did was, it's funny because, you know, Skip Bayless came out and said uh, after the game that, what he saw was such a poor display of egomaniacal, uh, you know, selfishness from Russell that he didn't make, he made the night all about himself and that he didn't, he didn't do the things that he should have done to show love to Oklahoma city and so on and so forth and whatever coming from. And Skip it's Bayless. like, right, right. I mean, but <laughs> I don't believe a word he said. No, no, I haven't no. Believed him in years. I, I shouldn't even utter his name on this show, but you know, he's a sports, <laughs> he's a sports entertainer. He's paid to get, uh, you know, what, Actually, I, I kind of respect uh, Skip now because what I saw that is like, he was like, this is going to get me lots of clicks. <laughs> this is going <laughs> yeah. to get me a lot of views right now. 
because I'm going to say the exact opposite thing that everyone else is thinking and it's going to make everyone mad. But, uh, you know, it's not, it's Russell did, did all those things in uh, the opposite way of what Skip said and the way that Kevin handled this. And it's so evident seeing what happened between them on Twitter, Kevin and Perk, that Kevin is, is, he is still extremely hurt. He, I think, will always regret his decision. Always. I mm-hmm. don't care if he wins two more championships with Brooklyn and then two more championships with wherever else he goes and two more after that. I don't care if he wins eight or ten championships. The one thing that Kevin Durant has always wanted is the thing that Russell got. <laughs> Kevin wants mm-hmm. to be loved by everyone. That's all he wants. And as I said to you, Victor, the other night that, you know, he has had so many opportunities since he left to begin down the road of, of repairing and atoning for his decision. And he has chosen to not do that at every single turn, because I'm here to say right now that if Kevin Durant were to come out and admit that he regrets the way that he handled his departure from Oklahoma city and admit that he wants the adoration that Oklahoma city gave Russell Westbrook, that Oklahoma city would be so very, very happy to give that to him because he deserves it. What he did in the Thunder Jersey, he deserves all of the love and adoration that we gave to Russell because he was, he was the guy, he was the guy here and we would be so willing to give that to him. He would get his Jersey retired. He would get a statue. He would get a welcome back. He would get a video. He would get all of these things. If he would just show a little bit of humility and maybe admit that he handled it in a way that he's not proud of, but I don't think that he's ever going to do that. And so he's probably not yeah. going to get those things. And it's not, we were saying this when we were speaking, like, it's not like we're saying, Hey, change your entire psyche and belief system about how you did what you did. We're not saying that. What we're saying is there's an amount of humility that Russell Westbrook just naturally has always. Cause I was going to say this uh, before we change topics, that post-conference, uh, I was somehow surprised but not surprised at all at how emotional Russell got in that post conference mm-hmm. because Russell is an emotional dude, but I was still not expecting him to get choked up and to like have a hard time uh, talking about how he felt about the city and all the fans. It was a difficult conference for him. It was very clear. <laughs> yeah. It was also very, very different than any kind of interview uh, conference that he's ever done. I mean, he answered he, he Barry sh- Trammell's question. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel. I feel like he did that. Uh, that conference as himself, because often exactly. Russell Westbrook was a character. You know, like the way he is on the court is not the way that he is in real life, and he often would take that character. And you know, he doesn't like the media, just like a lot of athletes don't like the media he would often take that character into interview situations but i think we really saw the real russell like who russell really is as a human being 
in that uh in that conference and it was beautiful it really was it's what made me the most sad it's I, that's what got me the most was that conference yeah what you said about kevin eddie i i think is very true and he wants to be loved and when he was in oklahoma city he was criticized by many people for never winning a ring and therefore that he left because he wanted to win a ring and because he thought that would bring him love and then it didn't or maybe it did for a day or two or you can view that situation as you want to um so he's still chasing it you know and i'm sure he looks back and he just thinks man if i if i had won a championship in my opinion the correct way you know it, it won a championship with a team that I had helped build with a culture that I had helped build in a city that had, that never had a professional sports franchise. That would have ultimately been what, what would have made me happy. And unfortunately it's done. It's over. He, he'll never get it. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, here's my last statement on this. It comes down to one thing. Kendrick Perkins did a tweet that really had nothing to do with Kevin Durant. And all he said was that Russell Westbrook was the greatest, not the best, the greatest Thunder player, the greatest player to put on a Thunder uniform Mm -hmm. for all the things that we've been talking about for 52 minutes. (laughs) And Kevin went out of his way to take offense to that as if he was embodying all those things that we were talking about with Russell, Mm -hmm. which to me says everything that it needed to say about his character. Yeah. He inserted himself where he felt that he belonged. Yep. And that's exactly why he doesn't. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> it's all it's all very very fascinating, I think. And in like 20 years it's going to be like a fascinating documentary that someone puts together. This whole saga with Kevin, Kevin in Oklahoma City, and Russell in Oklahoma City, and I think that everything you and that's I put happened. together, Jeremy. Clearly, it's what we because when you finish making all your money and you finally get to do the projects <laughs> that you want to make, yeah, you get to bankroll this stuff. Is the, this is this is what we're going to actually make. And they're like, "Why there do you, you want to do that?" And I'm like, "This is what I care about. <laughs> this is mm. this is there what's you in go. My bones. I, I have my dream. I have to say this though because." Quite unlike Russell Westbrook, there is not another player in the NBA whose game will age as gracefully and elegantly and divinely as Kevin Durant's. Kevin Durant could play for 22 seasons. And so I am not, it is not with out of the realm of possibility for me. And I'm, I'm speaking this into existence that the ultimate redemption arc comes to fruition with Kevin Durant and Oklahoma city at some point in this decade. And I will tell you that will be the sweetest, the sweetest ending that anyone could ever have hoped to dream to write. If he were to do all of the things that I said and, and develop uh, the, to rekindle the relationship with the fan base that once loved him and to bring would, them to the promised land. Uh, it would some truly point, be the greatest story ever told. It would be divine. I mean, I, yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't think that it's impossible. I really don't. It all, 
all it would take is it, it we would be we're so fickle nba fans are so fickle all it takes mm-hmm. is one one tiny little thing i mean as i've said we're we're on the precipice of loving this man and it's just we're he is he is pushing us away at every turn all it would take is one instance of that humility to come through and the tide would turn and i think that it would really turn in his favor and man if he were to come back here and perhaps in 2024 uh come back here with maybe a russell westbrook coming off of the bench uh and I, a I just, superstar that is shea gilders alexander that's right <laughs> and starting point guard dennis schroeder <laughs> no i i i i in you know the cynical part of me i agree with you jeremy i think that he's probably never going to get what he wants and it doesn't matter how many rings he gets but he's got a lot of years left i really think that if he really truly wants to continue to play he's got a lot of years left i think he's got more years than russell and yeah he probably, has yeah. He, he still has the opportunity his 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 book is not written even though he may be in a couple of chapters ahead of where he was, he's, yeah. he's got some time left. We'll see how he responds to this injury. You know, I mean, some players, when they have injuries like this late in their career, they don't come back as, as good as they once were. And That's sincerely, true. I hope that doesn't happen. You know, I, I hope Kevin comes back. I, I, I'm excited about seeing how a new drama between him and Kyrie in the Nets starts because I think it's going to be very dramatic in many different ways. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Jesus. So, <laughs> but we'll see. It is it is yet to be written. Uh, well, we could have used Russell against the Lakers because I was going to say, you, you know, it is written. <laughs> <laughs> the second worst loss of the season. <laughs> yeah, that that game was a perfect storm. Uh, the Thunder were clearly hungover from a highly emotional game on Thursday, which which often happens. It happens in in sports across the board when you come off a, a very emotional win. Um, often you, you're a little hungover and and you don't function as as highly as you should. Um, yeah, but when I saw that that Anthony Davis and LeBron James were were out, I was and they were on a second night of a back to back. I was like, oh, you know, the Thunder could very easily dominate this game too. But then on the other side of things, my my logistic brain was like, oh wait, you know, this this could easily go the other direction too. Because often when a team has their best players out, other especially a great team like the Lakers, I mean, they're not just great; they're elite. They're they're an elite team this year. When they're when the best players are out, often other players come up and step up, you know, because they want to well, step up to, the, w- to that eliteness. Yeah. They're going to need the PT later. They want to prove to coach, hey, you can put me in and it'll be good. Yeah. Well, that team, especially was... for for uh, Michael Jordan himself out there with the blonde hair. I mean, <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. People aren't talking about how he was due for a, he had not had a good game yet with that awful haircut. Well, so and there, there's, also, have... <laughs> there's also the rumors that he's up for on the trading block and that maybe the Lakers don't. I mean, if he's not had a great game this season and the Lakers are where they are, I'm not so sure that they really need him. They may need to trade yeah. him to get something that's maybe not quite as complete, but that is more reliable and more specialized. And so Kuzma's out there like, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show so that I can get, you know, I can, I can have more, more opportunities of places to maybe land if I, if it ends up turning that direction. And man, did he freaking do it? That dude, yeah. I, he was 
he was as poised and as confident as Chris Paul was in the Houston game. He was out there just every single move that he made. It was like he knew he was going to (laughs) score. And I think that, you know, NBA players often will say, like, I know when I'm going to score. I know this or I know that. But they don't always look that way. He looked that way. I was legitimately frightened every single time he got the ball. (laughs) It was um, it was spectacular. That was a spectacular game by Kyle Kuzma. The real Slim Shady definitely stood up. <laughs> but but it wasn't just Kuzma. Like Rondo had a no. fantastic offensive game. Well, that's because Rondo be, hates get, Chris Paul. <laughs> that's true. I watched yeah, actually, right before that game. I watched uh, a video that someone made about the beef, the beef between Rondo and Chris Paul. I was like, oh yeah, Forever. they're playing. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, people yeah. have been poo-pooing Rondo too for the because they're just like his game has deteriorated so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, I can still ball, uh, especially against some Thunders. He was afraid of some young people and Chris Paul. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He's a vet, man, and he has won a championship. And I know that there's a lot of people in the league that are kind of tired of the people from the 2008 Boston Celtics uh, throwing their wing, ring around. They feel like they've maybe used up a little bit of the weight that it carried. And I can I can appreciate that. Paul Pierce is loud, and you know I, I get it. But like that so dude PG. can smell blood in the water, and he smelled yeah. it. He smelled it in Oklahoma City because we were sitting he went there to work, completely wounded, licking our wounds. And he he came out and he set the tone. I mean, yeah, he, he started, put the gloves on. Started six of six. I mean that that was a knockout punch in the first quarter. Yeah, it, I mean they they put up forty two right in the first forty one yeah forty one forty one a night after I mean, that thirty seven that we put up was the league high for the first quarter <laughs> all season yeah. and then immediately the next game they broke it <laughs> against us yeah, yeah. in Crazy. Oklahoma City no less yeah it was just a perfect storm I mean Dwight Howard too he's just thriving in his role with the Lakers I thought is he, he was gonna for real be in the dunk contest did you see that he I, I think he, so I think he, he is. So that, that that was announced that he was in the dunk contest, but I saw, I think it was earlier today or yesterday that some reporter asked him about it and he didn't even know that he had been signed up for it. <laughs> <laughs> so like that totally doesn't surprise me. I can see maybe LeBron is just like, you're going to go get in the dunk contest and I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> yep. I think enough credible sources reported on it that I was like, okay, that's, that's happening. That's probably true. Um, you know, and the NBA is all concerned with ratings this year, as we know, you know, so it, it makes sense that they would get something like that out there, you know, like some of the old head NBA fans like, oh, dang, Dwight Howard's going to be in the dunk contest again. He hasn't been in that in over a decade or whatever. You well, know? and, you know, the one player that they haven't announced the dunk contest is is uh, our reigning Superman champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hamadou Diallo. I kind of wonder if he'll be fun. doing it again. I, I hope they put him in it, you know. I kind of think that they they should put the reigning champion in if the reigning champion wants to be in. You that's know? yeah. That's well. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking maybe he might not want to do it. You know, I, I can't imagine why. Like, you're not going to get there on the team, and you're not going to get there on the sophomore team. I mean, maybe, but probably not. Your numbers on paper are actually pretty atrocious. But, um, like you you want to go. He it could be that he's waiting to see if any other Thunder players are going to be going, which. Can I just say for the record right this second that if the Thunder are a top seven seed, they deserve at least one all star. I just yeah, well, yeah. This team there's was no not denying that anything. Yeah. 
someone needs to be in the game. I don't know who it is who is supposed to be. On any given night, it could be a different player, but someone needs to get there. Um, I I think that uh, I'm going to go ahead and just say say it. Chris Paul's a lock. He's going to make the All Star team. I, I would bet money on him making. <sighs> He's. It's tough. I man. would. I I am inclined to believe that he should be in the game, but I have watched many a year go by, just like the Oscars, where the right thing does not always happen. Yep. Yeah, but remember, it's not the fans. It, it's like the coaches that are going to decide. Like the coaches that know still what he's doing this year. Sometime, you know. Well, yeah. The only. The, I mean. He deserves it more than Russell. I mean, that's tough to say, but he does. Oh, I think he deserves to be in the game a, more than Russell does. What a thought to create in your brain in yeah. 2020. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's not a fun but thought, I, but yeah. it's funny to me because after the on Friday morning, I was reading a bunch of the tweets and I found a thread of Rockets fans. And of course, that's always a dangerous proposition, but um, <laughs> that's a dangerous the, territory. One, to one, of, one of the first statements was like, someone was like, I miss Chris Paul. And I was like, yeah, I can understand that. But then the, they followed it up and they were like, are you kidding? Russell completely outplayed Chris Paul in this game. It was no one else that showed up. And I sat there and I read that a few different times. And then I thought to myself, man, so this is how it feels to be on this side of that. Because <laughs> yeah. Russell did outplay Chris Paul when you look at the numbers. But man. But you didn't watch the when game. You, watched you gotta the game, watch the game. All all you had to it's see a- is that one play. That nutmeg. Exactly. That was Chris Paul saying, This is my game. This is mm-hmm. your night, Russell, but this is my game. In between the first second and the last second, this game belongs to me. And these guys that I have out here doing my bidding. That's what that was. I mean, Chris Paul is at the point in his career where he does not need to have the, he doesn't need anything. If he could go out there and take zero shots and have zero assists and zero rebounds and never do anything, but the team wins by 20, he would do that in a heartbeat. He would average nothing to make sure that the team would win. And I'm not saying that I don't think Russell wouldn't also do that. I just I don't know that Russell could. I don't think he can't. Yeah, I don't think he can. <laughs> Russell has to he, he mm-hmm. has to insert himself in all of the areas, uh, and that's that's what leads to success. But it just that was another fascinating thing uh, seeing <laughs> seeing that reversed roles between Houston and Thunder fans. It's like oh man, I I see all of it now. I'm, yeah. My eyes are open. I've I've seen the light, man. <laughs> yeah. That's another another aspect of how the trade is just fascinating. You know, how the fan bases now perceive Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook, you know, because, you know, the Houston Rockets fan base used to, I mean, they used to hate Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah. And I'm sure, and I'm sure some of them kind of still do, but, but, but also they're excited by him. You know what I mean? I, I think what happens in the postseason will, will wildly affect their opinion on that one. Um, the people I also that hate say Russell this, Westbrook are the people that, that like drool every time James Harden goes to the free throw line. Yeah. Those are the type of people I don't want to have participate in fandom. <laughs> well, yeah, it's that. What's that Rick and Roy? The last thing where he was like, I don't care about your booze. I've seen what makes you cheer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. And that's great. Um, hey, I will say this too about the Lakers game, guys. The Thunder never gave up, and and I really, really enjoyed seeing that. They never did. They they fought, and they actually, I think, got it within like fourteen or something. I think four, the, thirteen was the peak in the third in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah. Shea yeah, scored they, they, six in a row, and I was like, are we really about to do this? 32 points down. <laughs> well, the thing is, we, we've seen them do it before. We've seen them do that exact same thing before. So I was like, could it, could it happen? Could, it, could this be? Um, I, I, and they, they tried to make it happen. They really I, did. I couldn't help myself, but right when we were down 32, I looked up the greatest comebacks in NBA history, and there have been, I don't know exactly how many, but the greatest was 36. And then the greatest in the playoffs was last year against the the Clippers against the Warriors that thirty one point comeback. I was oh like, dang! Thirty two points. That's not just a comeback. That's that's a that's a legendary. That's, that's a, a fiasco. fiasco. Yeah, it's an ordeal. <laughs> and I just I it got to thirteen, and I was like, "There's no way. There's no way they're about to do this." And unfortunately, I was what was right. the Chris Paul was on the Clippers team that got came back on by the Grizzlies. It was a pretty oh, big playoff. Oh yeah, comeback. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember how many points that was. I think it had to be like twenty-eight, or something like that. Speaking of comebacks, out of nowhere, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Do you guys remember that comeback that the Mavs had against the or no, the Blazers had against the Mavs mm-hmm. in twenty eleven? Yeah, Brandon Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh, poor went out and, for Brandon Roy. Man. Yeah, that. Yeah. That that comeback was legendary. I'm anyway. looking at basketball reference right now, and I did not realize that Golden State and Atlanta both have not won 10 games. <laughs> They're pretty, mm. pretty terrible. <laughs> because pretty I'd pretty that, terrible. I'd see that Milwaukee and LA had not lost 10 games, and I was like, well, that means that on the other end of the spectrum, and I was looking at it, I was like, goodness, 32 losses. At this point of the season, it seems like so many <laughs> losses. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Sure. Did you guys see that? Um, when the the Bucks played the Warriors recently, did you guys see that video of of Steph Curry telling Giannis like, "Yep, come to I come here. Let's get it going." Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying right now, man. I. I will give up on every dream I've ever had in my life if Giannis Antetokounmpo ends up with Golden State yeah. next year. <laughs> I will give. I will. I will give up. I will. I will become a hollow. I'm done. <laughs> uh, there's I don't no, think no he more will. reason. You, I don't you know think why? He, I don't think he's. I don't think he's that kind of guy. I don't think he's that type yeah. of person. Well, no. beyond that, Based beyond on what that, people have said. He saw what Kevin. What happened to Kevin, and that makes me think he will not do that. <laughs> I think so. I would and like, like I to said, think that that's the blueprint for all other NBA players moving forward. Don't do <laughs> He's only this. lost six games this year. Clearly, he doesn't right. need to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. I, that is true. I mean, they're dominant. They're the best team. They're the only team in the NBA that has a better record than the Thunder since December. Yeah. Which, can we crazy. just talk about how amazing that is? It's crazy. The re- it's crazy. rebuilding Oklahoma City Thunder with... 15 first round draft picks over the next seven years uh, have the second best sweet. record in the last two months. I mean, they're all right. I would say the <laughs> only team that has a better record uh, in the last or since the beginning of the season, honestly, is the LA drug dealers in our fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very nice transition, Victor. <laughs> Which is a lot of BS, I think. And I think we all agree um, that uh, had things started a little bit differently. Had someone sniped Damian Lillard uh, earlier than I did, that maybe we wouldn't be in this boat. But now we're all <laughs> kind of screwed. I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, and uh, her strength of schedule is pretty easy comparatively. 
Um, yeah, I want to. I want to play her again. I, I'm looking forward to that because I beat her the first time and she beat me the second time. So this next one, if we're if we're talking about a series, a three game series, this next one will be the tiebreaker. So we'll see how that happens. I got Kyrie Irving back, guys. He played. I saw last that. Night. He did. Yeah, I saw so it, that. <laughs> so we'll see if he if he continues to play or if he hurts something else the next game, which I feel could totally happen. It's Fifi's. Um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully, hanging on to him through all his injury trouble uh, will pay off because he is he is on my roster, getting me points now. So I think he gave me twenty six points in his first game back, which is you know below average for him, but you know still twenty six points that I will gladly take. Uh, I'm checking in right now. It's good to see that Justin is still uh, not paying attention. He is leaving about 39 points on the bench right now. He should just put Andre Drummond in his starting lineup and then not do it. <laughs> um, Thankfully, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't listen to us, so he won't do that. <laughs> so I can exactly. maybe he's to beat him. <laughs> he he just wants bit. that number one draft pick. <laughs> like oh, man. Ben Simmons is playing out of his mind tonight, apparently. And Andre Drummond is doing his normal thing. And Big Cat is in his lineup and is injured. So <laughs> Justin's not paying attention, clearly. Oh, yeah. Cat's uh, been out for weeks. I don't know when, exactly. how long Drummond has been sitting on his bench. I'm telling you, if he if he had just had Drummond in the starting lineup and still not been paying attention, he, his wins would triple from what he's got. Yeah. <laughs> he would probably yeah. have a better record than me if he, did, yeah. if he had done that. Because he hasn't beaten me yet. But man, he would have beat me this past week if he had just had Drummond in the starting lineup. Yeah. In Justin's I played, defense, I just now picked up uh, Dennis, so I have two Thunder people on my team. But I and I left Dennis on the bench on accident. So, womp womp. I played Justin the very first week, and he actually tried that week, and he beat me. You know? Yeah. So yeah, if, if he was actually trying, I mean, I enjoy the weeks when I play someone that is actually trying to beat me. You know, I I like the competition. That oh, yeah. being said, I'm playing Seth this week. And uh, it would it would appear he's he, trying. Uh, he's, he's trying. He's trying. Yeah, Tillman's frittatas are actually uh, <laughs> back in business. Are, are actually being competitive. So I just uh, like that we so have we'll to see. say that name when we reference it. Tillman's frittatas. <laughs> uh, as, oh, I, yeah. as I said before we started, uh, I've had my three highest scoring weeks against Julie and the drug dealers, and I've lost every one of them. And <laughs> I I intend to give it my one hundred percent. Uh, full power this week again, and I'm sure that I will come up short again. So, oh, I see Julie go. got a little screwed by Brandon Egram being day to day. I'm okay with got... that. That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay. It's cool. I, I'll take it. Let's do it. What is wrong with Paul George? Why is he out? Uh, well, he's not playing tonight, but he was hurt. He mi- he he missed the last two games, I think, with a hamstring thing. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. What is wrong with Russell? Russell's day to day as well. Is it sadness? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not looking because I don't want any spoilers for the Thunder game. I'm going to watch it later. So well, he's not I playing will. for the Thunder. So, well, I, I'd have to look at. He's on my fantasy team, and I would yeah. see oh, the score. I see. Yeah. Sorry, I was just I was trying to be mean. <laughs> it's my my go to for the people I care about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh goodness. Are we uh are we drained? Do we have any? Th- uh, are we sitting on the end of the bench, sweat pouring down our brow? I think. I mean, I gave everything I had to this podcast, guys. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I'm out of bourbon, so 
<laughs> you I'm, need to go buy some beer, Victor. I think I'm going to actually have to request a trade as soon as we get off here. Oh, really? <laughs> it's just, it's not, I, I'm, I'm carrying the burden too much. <laughs> I need I need my minutes managed, man. <laughs> that everyone needs a minute management. Uh, here's okay. Before we do close, I I gotta talk about something that I care a whole lot about, and I know that Eddie, you definitely will care a whole lot about too. Uh, Mac Miller's got a posthumous album coming out on Friday. <sighs> oh wow! Um, called Circles. And uh, it was meant to be a companion album with his album that came out before he passed uh, Swimming, i.e. Swimming in Circles. Um, and uh, I don't know if any, any of the listeners out there are Mac Miller fans. I would give that Swimming album a listen. And I guarantee, I don't even know what's... I mean, there's been one single released, but I don't know what else is a part of this album that's coming out on Friday. But I guarantee it'll be an emotional and uh, fulfilling and cathartic and candid experience. For anyone that listens to it, it's going to be a good mm. time. It's uh, it's it, I uh, I have a lot of appreciation for his estate and uh, the particular producer that is uh, that spent some time. He took some time off after Mac passed, and then he said, "We got to finish this thing and put it out to the people because it's something that Mac really wanted everyone to listen to." Um, so take a take a listen to swimming. Get ready for Friday for circles and uh, let yourself uh, be immersed in this guy's world who is just so full of love. And I don't know that I've heard an artist so full of love as much as Mac Miller. So that's just something I wanted to put out there. Thanks, man. Yeah. Good stuff. I listened to Swimming from uh, your recommendation several months ago and it was uh, phenomenal. So I'll have to listen to circles as well. I'm not even really sure I'm going to be able to listen to it, but <laughs> it's going to cause me some tears. Guaranteed. Uh, it's, it's already caused me a whole lot. of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else, fellas? I think that's it, man. I had, that was the fatality right there. <laughs> <laughs> my brains are All no right. longer in my skull. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys, so much for listening to Thunder Moneyball Podcast. If you haven't let, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at podcast underscore thunder. Follow us there. We'll likely follow you back because we're mostly nice people. And wherever you consume your podcast media, subscribe to us. It makes us feel better about ourselves when we have more subscribers, guys. And uh, I leave you with this thought. Why not? Why not?